This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we talked to a pair of Bobcat soccer players who scored their first career goals on Sunday. Plus, the field hockey and volleyball teams picked up NASCAC wins, and the men's golf team defended its CBB title. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The volleyball team got the week started on the right foot with a 3-0 win over the University of New England on Tuesday. The Bobcats followed that up with their second NESCAC win of the season on Friday, a 3-0 victory at Hamilton. Although they fell at Williams on Saturday, Bates is very much in the hunt for another NESCAC tournament bid with four conference matches remaining. Speaking of NESCAC wins, the field hockey team got its second conference victory of the season with a 2-1 win over Connecticut College on Saturday. First year, Riley Burns scored the game-winning goal, and she is our female Bobcat of the week. First of all, you had the game-winning goal there against Connecticut College. Uh, it came in the first half off a penalty corner. Set it up for us. How did it develop for you? Emma Patterson passed out the ball to Shelby McCormick, who had a great stick stop and sort of pushed the ball out for me, and I felt pressure on me from Connecticut College's defense, and so I just sort of chose to sweep the ball in, and it just found the back of the cage, and, you know, that was a great feeling for me and the entire team to be back on top and scoreboard, and it was just a great feeling for the team. Penalty corners are an interesting part of field hockey. What does it take from an offensive perspective to have a you know successful one to get that ball in the cage? Uh, just finding the openings in their defense is the biggest part. Um, our coach helps us a lot see the openings uh, in the in film and you know practice different corners that are going to work well with their defense and our offense and just basically working the ball around until we find an opening in their defense. Tell us when did you start playing field hockey? What first got you into the sport? Uh, I first started maybe in sixth grade. Um, I played for my school, and I played club year-round. Uh, I just sort of fell in love with the game and continued playing until I finally decided I wanted to play in college. Yeah, and so when you started looking at colleges, what about Bates appealed to you? Definitely the team and the community here at Bates. I guess Bates just had that feeling that everyone talks about, has that community aspect, which I love, and then... The team was definitely a big part of my choice. Uh, everyone was so welcoming and so nice to me, and I just felt like I would fit really well with them. Uh, your first year, but Saturday was senior day, and so how cool is it to get the seniors to win there? That was awesome. I mean, they've had such a big impact on me and the rest of the first years, even in the small time we've been here. So it's great to get a win for them and play for them. What have you learned maybe from some of the senior forwards, whether it be Taylor or someone else? Yeah, Taylor has taught me a lot. She's she's helped me throughout the entire year. She she pulls me aside and she always gives me pointers, which has been extremely helpful for me. And it's definitely going to be tough losing her next year. In the classroom, what's been the biggest adjustment maybe coming from high school now to Bates? Definitely the workload on just finding times in the day to do your work because of field hockey and, you know, trying to find time um, to meet with the trainer and all these different things. It's definitely hard to find time to do your work, uh, and that's probably been a big adjustment, but I think I'm sort of getting used to it finally. <laughs> what are some things you're studying? What are some classes you've enjoyed so far? Um, I am really interested in 
uh, math and science. So I've been taking calculus and chemistry this year, which I've enjoyed. Calculus, that's pretty intense, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I like math. Maybe yeah. maybe I'll major in math, who knows? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then um, what are some maybe goals you have for the remainder of the season, obviously, with what has the team been talking about, what, what the focus is going into the, the back half of the schedule? Um, really just making playoffs, I feel like. Um, finishing the season strong. You know, we've had a rough start, but I think that as long as we can finish the season strong and keep winning, I think that that's the most important part to really show that we've improved over the season. All right, Riley Burns, Female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The men's soccer team defeated Maine Maritime 4-0 on Wednesday before falling 2-0 to number 11 nationally ranked Connecticut College on Saturday. Bates was able to bounce back and earn a 3-0 victory at Emerson on Sunday with senior captain Alex Marceau dishing out an assist and scoring his first career goal. And he is our male Bobcat of the week. First of all, Alex, I know you were more of a defensive guy your first few years here, getting more chances on offense this year. Got your first career goal. Take us through that moment. What was it like when you saw that ball go in the back of the net? It's been a fun transition, obviously, to a more attacking role. Um, But we talked about it. It's uh, goals that we've set for the season. Um, that we've seen so many times in our head during uh, our preparation that it really it wasn't that special because it was like watching a movie for the millionth time. Um, and I've, that's a message that we've echoed throughout uh, our team and has been, has been followed through on. And on that particular goal, you had some back-and-forth passes with Peter Bakken, junior captain. Uh, what's he been like as one of the fellow captains this year? Peter's been excellent. He's having a great season. Um, but we both know that we're nothing without uh, a loud bench and a loud uh, rest of our team, a solid couple of goalies that have all gotten time. So um, it's really a team effort more than anything. And then, you know, this, this week leading into the, your next few matches, where are some points of emphasis you think it's going to be in practice? Because obviously, obviously, Con College, tough opponent over the weekend, but you, you got the win to feel a little bit better perhaps, you know, on Sunday, right? Yeah, rebounding is always important. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we are expecting to win out. That's the mindset that we're carrying. We're confident that we can accomplish that. Uh, We have a good opponent this Wednesday in Thomas College, so that's our first priority. We're sticking with that next-game mentality. Um, But, yeah, like I said, we expect to to take four wins to the postseason. What's it like having your brother on the team, Blaze? It's excellent. I mean, you you dream about that. We've been playing together since uh, kindergarten in the backyard and, and before that, so it's really a dream come true for me. I love training with him day in and day out, seeing him transform not only as a player but as a man, and uh, that's everything I could ask for as as his older brother and uh, to really trust my other friends and my teammates to help raise him is uh, a group of guys that I really put my faith in and, and trust. Yeah, I've seen him play. I mean, he's not that tall, but he's fierce in the defensive back, isn't he? Yeah, I take, uh, I'll take some credit there for uh, smacking him around quite a bit when we were younger, but um, I hope it turned out for the best. Well, you mentioned, you know, growing up playing with him. What, what first appealed to you to come to Bates, and then you kind of say, hey, you should come here too? Yeah, so I actually I came to Bates for academic and just the general culture of the school mm-hmm. before soccer, but it quickly became my identity at the school and something that I've never regretted uh, for a second, but... In terms of why I suggested to Blaze that he should he should follow in my footsteps, it's because this school has given me so much, uh, and I really felt that I wouldn't want to change anything about my development as a person uh, if I could. 
I wouldn't want to go to any other school, and I'm really happy here. And I wanted to give that same development and joy that I've had at Bates to my younger brother. Awesome. What have you been studying while you've been here? So I'm an economics and Spanish double major and a math minor. And uh, I've been busy this year with a couple of weeks on the road and uh, thesis going on. So that's been that's been intense. But my studies are wrapping up, and I'm, I'm moving on. So it's it's been good. You've been able to obviously successfully balance, you know, soccer commitments and academic uh, commitments. What are some your philosophies on that kind of? Because it's always a challenge, right? Yeah. So with any NESCAC school, they yeah. they prioritize academics so heavily. Yeah. But at the same time, if you've made it to your senior year, you obviously really care about the sport and you you really want the best for your team. So at times this season, I found it hard to transition. And this is my fourth year doing this, so if it's still hard for me, I can only imagine what it's like as a freshman. But to to be able to transition back from you're a full-time soccer player, because that's realistically what it feels like, to oh no, you're a you're an elite student at one of the top institutions in the country. It's it's a very hard dynamic, and it takes a long time to master. And clearly, I haven't still done that. But um, you know, so it's it's a challenge, but it makes the best out of uh, out of any player. You guys obviously a new head coach this year. What's that been like having a new head coach for your senior season? Tyler has been very accepting of the fact that uh, we've spent a lot of our time at this school building a certain culture, and he's adapted himself very well to that. And uh, if anything, facilitated a, an environment in which we can build on that and in which the younger guys can not feel like they're uh, being stepped on or, um, you know, uh, that they have their own opportunity to build a culture as, as they see fit. All right, Alex Marceau, Male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Aaron. The women's tennis team took on Division II Merrimack College on Friday at the Wallach Tennis Center and prevailed 5-2 to two over the Warriors. The number one doubles team of first year Anna Rosen and sophomore Hannah Sweeney won their match in a tiebreaker. Then Sweeney won in straight sets at number one singles and Rosen won in straight sets at number two singles. Anna Rosen, Hannah Sweeney with us here on the Bobcast. A nice win over a Division II opponent there over the weekend, Merrimack at, at Wallach. Uh, what was the match like for you, Hannah, in terms of the, bringing a, a, an opponent from Division II into to Lewiston and beating them? Yeah, it was a really good match. The team played really well overall. Um, it's always an awesome opportunity to get extra matches in the fall, um, whether they be out of conference um, or in conference. Um, and all the girls had really awesome uh, attitudes and energy, so it was a good experience. Great. And then Anna, as a, as a first year, what's been some adjustments you've been making coming into college and playing right away here? Um, it's been really fun. I love the team environment and how everyone's really cheering each other on. It's really different than tennis back home because here you're playing not just for yourself, but you're playing for Bates. So it's been a really great experience so far, and I'm looking forward to the spring season. So growing up in Toronto, when did you start playing tennis? Um, I started playing tennis when I was really young, so probably around 9 or 10. What got you into it? Just all my friends around me were playing tennis, and we all decided to try it out together, and then it ended up working out for all of us. At what point did you start to think, I can play this in college? Um, I think when I was around in high school, I thought that I wanted to continue playing tennis, um, and since tennis isn't that big of a deal in Canada for college, I knew I wanted to come to the States and play college tennis here. Great. What about Bates appealed to you? Everything. I loved the school. When I came to visit, I loved the team and the coach. 
um, the academics, just the whole school I knew it was for me. And then Hannah, what's it like playing with her? What's the chemistry been like so far? It's been really fun. Um, she's an awesome freshman. I think our personalities um, mesh really well on the court, and we're really good at you know staying optimistic throughout the you know no matter if we're up or down. And yeah, it's been an awesome energy so far. You have a lot of doubles experience coming in. No, so I didn't have that much doubles experience coming in. It was mostly singles, so coming here, I was a little bit nervous about doubles. But having a partner like Hannah has been really great so far, and it's really fun because we pump each other up on court, and we motivate each other to keep working hard and playing well on the court. Great. It was a tight match for the doubles point, right? Uh, any th moments stand out to you from last weekend? There was definitely a shift in the doubles match for us. I don't know if I can necessarily pinpoint yeah the exact point but I definitely felt like towards the end uh, we knew that we were capable of winning we just had to get over that hump and you know figure it out and we finally kind of did and we held and we broke and we got more of a rhythm going and um, yeah really fun. Great. Obviously, the fall season, there's some people studying abroad, I know, but like now you have a winter and then you have the spring up again. So what are you maybe telling some of the uh, first years perhaps about what you got to do over the winter to you know stay focused and get ready for spring? Yeah, as a team, we're very good at, um, you know, staying on top of our training and, um, you know, we really emphasize, you know, fitness in the off season and um, just making it more of an investment season, if anything. Um, so I've definitely explained some of that to the freshmen and we definitely hold each other accountable in the off season as well. And, um, it's fun to still get together and hit and play and you want to still be with your friends on the team. So, um, we look forward to still training, um, even when we're not technically in season. Great. And I'm curious, had you ever been to Maine before you came to Bates? No. So this is my first time in Maine when I visited Bates thought it was beautiful. I love the nature and everything around it. What's head coach Paul Gastengay like? Coach is amazing. He's He really motivates me and the team to work really hard every time we're on practice. Um, when we come to practice, everyone's in the zone. We try to forget about everything else going on. Uh, coach is really great on court when we're playing matches. He really helps um, like tactically and mentally for what to do. So... I'm really excited to see what the next where the next four years take us. Excellent. Uh, what's that dynamic like with Coach, you know, working with you even during matches kind of, right, but when there's a little bit of a break perhaps? For me personally, I think most of the girls would agree with this. Um, Coach is awesome in the way that he kind of uh, encourages you to recollect your thoughts. And, you know, I know for me recently I've had some matches where – I was getting frustrated, um, and mentally I felt like I was maybe breaking down, and he's just the best. Like he, he comes over, he calms you down, he pulls you out of that mindset, and he just really emphasizes that tennis is fun, and you love what you do, and you can win, and you can have fun at the same time, and just remember that, and at the end of the day, you'll play well. So. All right, Hannah Sweeney, Anna Rosen, thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. 
The men's golf team defended its CBB title on Saturday, defeating both Bowden and Colby by three strokes. Junior captain Andrew Garcia Bow shot a 78 to lead Bates to its fourth CBB win in the last five years. Junior captain Andrew Garcia Bow with us here on the Bobcast. First of all, obviously at Martindale Country Club, that's your home course, so very familiar. What was your round like? How did it go for you personally? Um, well, I think being at our home course, it's definitely a lot easier for us. We know all the tricks, we know where to put the ball, and then personally, I just wanted to play kind of conservative and play my own game, play it how I've been playing it in practices, and kind of do what I've been doing there in the tournament, because that's where I was most comfortable, and I knew I could put a best score by playing that individual game. This was a close one. I mean, you guys won by three strokes over both Bolden and Kobe. They tied. When you're out there on the course, you obviously probably don't have any idea where you're at in the rankings, right? When did you find out you actually win? Well, we found out at the end after we total all the scores. But when you're going through the round, you're kind of just like remembering that every shot really does count. And you can see that here by only winning by three. Yeah. And like even more than that, it's a matter of just kind of seeing where the other players in your group are and making sure you're either close to them or ahead of them by a little bit. Excellent. Now, tell us a little bit about first year Spencer Silvernail. He seems to be having a nice season, um, you know, adjusting to college golf. What have you been working, or what have the coaches been working with him, and, and what have you been talking with him about also? Um, he came in. He's a very solid player. He has tournament golf in his background. He knows what he's doing. He's been playing for a while, and I think that was really just, like, a great way to come in. And then beyond that, it's kind of just the mental attitude of everything and making sure that you don't get lost when you're playing. And that it's a college tournament. It's a different mental game. And kind of what I've been trying to tell him is just to, like, stay calm, play your game. Like, you're a good player. He knows what to do. He knows what shot to hit. And he knows how to go about things. And then so during the actual tournament, how many people are you playing with? Are there people from Bowdoin and Colby or other teammates from Bates? So it's groups of three at the CBB. So mm -hmm. it's one person from Bates, Colby, and Bowdoin. Okay. So, like, you know where you kind of stand with them and you're – kind of facing them in your own individual head but then it really comes down to the end because who knows if someone in another group puts up an insane low number that kind of just blows everyone else out the water yeah, you touched on spencer coming in with tournament golf experience <clears throat> in his background when you came into bait did you have that type of experience yes i did yeah. so i played tournament golf probably since i was 12 or so so i've kind of known the mental attitude of things and then i played in high school a lot and we did very well in high school so i knew how to come into college with like the same attitude and how to go about it and not let any pressure get to me. Got a couple weeks now until the final tournament of the fall, right? Tell us about that one. Yeah, so the last tournament is up in Cape Cod, and it's kind of just a bunch of New England teams. Not all of the Nescacs go to it, though. And it's a very competitive set. Um, it's cold. It's late into the fall. It's near the water. It can be kind of dicey to play in, but it's always a good time. It's a beautiful course. So now it's just kind of practicing as much as we can, getting ready for that, and whichever players are going to that will put their best foot forward, hopefully. I was going to say, you guys probably, what, had perfect conditions for this CBB? Was it really nice out there? It was gorgeous during the day, but it started to get cold and windy as the day progressed, which kind of was annoying, but again, knowing the course, we were able to adapt to it. I'm always interested with golf because, like, you're responsible for scoring your own round and everything and uh, assessing yourself Right, penalties if that ever happens, right? How much are you, like, looking to the other guys making sure they're, like, doing everything on the up and up? <laughs> well, what happens in tournament golf is yeah. we all swap scorecards, so we're not we're not writing our own score on our okay. own card. Okay. So if that was the case, like, someone <laughs> could just put down something and we wouldn't really know. Right. Um, but we do have to go over all the scores at the end with each other and make sure we're all on the same page. And then if there's any kind of 
contesting issue, then we talk to a coach about the ruling and what's the final say. Gotcha. So you're, you know, junior captain. So, you know, one more year after this one, what are some of your goals maybe for the near future for the men's golf team? I think for the near future, I definitely want to implement a stricter schedule when it comes to practices, what we're doing on a weekly basis, when you should meet with the different swing coaches, what you should be thinking, and even trying to have like a mental check with people and just making sure that going into a tournament weekend, they're all settled and not worried about anything else going on because obviously we're college students too and we have tests and it's midterms now so like that was definitely on the mind and kind of just making sure everyone is feels like they're in a good place has like a weekly schedule that they know that they can get help on certain days and just going about it in kind of a more not relaxed but a simpler and scheduled way and then hopefully getting some more fitness in there so people can start hitting it even further than they are now we have some people who do hit the ball ridiculously far i mean uh spencer hits it far julian hits it far liam demolishes the ball i mean unfortunately he's not going to be with us next year but he's caved in like three clubs before so like he's he's a monster but we all have really long hitters which is great for a lot of these holes because they're shorter par fives where we can score and we have good opportunities. I was curious, you mentioned the, you know, the mental aspect of it, right? You know, you're all college students, you have other stuff going on. Golf for a lot of people is very frustrating, but it could be relaxing. So do you find it more frustrating or relaxing or does it depend on the day? <laughs> it's, it really depends on the day. I mean, yeah. a lot of the time we joke around and we just look at each other like golf is hard, yeah. but then some days it's just like, this is so easy. Why can't we do this every day? And it changes from day to day and it's so individual, but it's also so like team driven at the same time because you want to have each other's backs. But at the same time, you're not going to see everyone every second. Like you see them maybe in passing for like five seconds and you kind of just be like, you got this, like, just stick it out. Um, so in that regard, it's kind of just like keeping the bad thoughts out of your head, trying to stay positive and being forget about whatever hole you just had, regardless if it was good or bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can use the good ones to like motivate you further, but you really have to get the bad ones out of your head because it can really keep you in a funk. All right, Andrew Garcia Bow, thanks so much. Thank you. After falling to Connecticut College on Saturday, the women's soccer team defeated the University of New England 3-0 on Sunday. Senior Anastasia Lepp, who joined the team this season, scored her first career goal in the win. Anastasia, first of all, you're a senior. This is your first year on the team. How did this develop? What made you decide to come out for the team this year? Um, so my freshman year, I was looking at playing um, for Bates, but then I had an injury coming out of high school, and so it didn't really work out. And then the following years, I wasn't able to be back in time for preseason, and by junior year, I kind of figured that it was too late to join the team. But I had a lot of friends on the team, and I had jokingly said one day that I was going to try out as a senior, and they all encouraged me to, and then I went and talked to Coach Ross, and she was really, really open to it and very welcoming. And so I just decided to go for it. I really miss playing soccer so I'm really happy that I had this opportunity to join the team for my last year here at Bates. How'd tryouts go? What was your reaction when you found out you'd made it? Um, tryouts were interesting. There's definitely a lot of running, so I had to do a lot of preparing for that this uh, past summer. And then um, I got the email, I guess it was a Friday morning that I had made the team, and I was honestly just kind of overwhelmed. I was really, really excited and happy. Um, I had had called my parents and told them, and they were really excited for me as well, so that was nice. Terrific, and what was your first match like? What was your, um, maybe your welcome to Division Three soccer moment? 
My first time I got on the field was against Hamilton, um, and it was really exciting. I was obviously really nervous, but um, I was really excited about how I played, and then our next game was against Bowdoin, um, and I thought I played really well in that game as well. Um, so, yeah, it was just, like, really exciting. It was really um, fun to get back on the field and play at a really competitive level again. Um, so, yeah, and I really love all the girls. It's been really great this season. What did you do over the summer to prepare for this at all? So I was up in Maine for the summer working um, as an intern for a company, and so um, I didn't really have a league to play for, so I kind of just, I went out and I bought a soccer ball, and <laughs> I went out on a field that was open every day, and I just went and did some dribbling drills, shot on the empty net <laughs> as much as I could, um, and really tried to prepare myself uh, conditioning-wise for the running that I knew I was going to have to do for the season. <laughs> I take it the people you knew who were already on the team told you there were going to be a lot of running. Yes, it was definitely <laughs> get ready for the 120s. Those are going to get you. So I definitely did a lot of those over the summer. <laughs> Terrific. And then um, the goal you scored, your first career goal. Take us through it. Uh, yeah, I th so I think Kat had punted up the field and we had gotten it down um, in their uh, defensive third. And the ball had popped out. And I saw the defender in front of me. She definitely had a few inches on me, so I decided to just go for it and take her one-on-one, -on -one, and I cut it over to my left foot, um, which definitely could have gone one of two ways of shooting from my left foot. But, um, yeah, I got it into the uh, left side of the net, and so that was really, really exciting and fun, and everybody came over and cheered for me. You said you knew people on the team. Did you go to a lot of the games as a fan? I did go to a few of the girls' um, soccer games, and I obviously um, go and watch the boys a lot. So I think it was just... Watching the games really kind of got me going, and I was really excited about joining the team. Um, I definitely miss playing soccer, so um, that's definitely why I decided to try out. Okay, so take us back. You're from Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when did you start playing soccer as a kid? Um, so we had my family and I had moved to Kentucky in 2005 from the UK, and obviously soccer is huge there. Um, big Manchester United fans, <laughs> <laughs> and so we moved to Kentucky, and girls. Um, soccer started to kind of develop there and I joined um, a boys rec team when I think I was eight and then um, I transitioned into club soccer for girls and then I played um, in high school. I didn't play my senior year because of an injury so I was four years out by the time I got to Bates playing. What attracted you to Bates coming up from Kentucky? Um, so I was looking at all the NESCAC schools. I actually play ice hockey as well so I was looking at Middlebury for ice hockey um, and I was recruited there, but then my injury senior year of high school um, kind of uh, took that away. And so I visited Bates, and I just felt so comfortable at Bates. And I wanted to go to a school where I felt comfortable if I um, didn't play on a sports team, that I would feel comfortable there. Um, so, yeah, and I really, really love Bates, and I've loved it every year I've been here. What are you studying here? Um, I'm a Chinese and economics double major. Okay, nice. Yeah. Like, what prompted that, I guess? Um, I actually came in as a pre-med student, which I feel like a lot of people do, um, and I was in the middle of my biology class, and I just decided that I really did not like biology very much, and um, I've taken four years of Chinese in high school, so that was kind of a given for me, and then I started taking economics courses, and I really liked them, so I just decided to go for a double major. So were you born in the UK then? Um, I wasn't. I was born okay. in Ohio, okay. but I was about two when we moved over to the UK. So um, what was life growing up in, in the UK like for you? Um, it was definitely a very quaint lifestyle. We lived in a very small village, and I went to a small little private school. Um, it was very cold and rainy, like it, just like it sounds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really loved it. It was a really, really quiet, 
childhood, and I really enjoyed it. Was there a cultural adjustment moving to Kentucky? Um, I think since I was so young moving over, it wasn't too bad. I did have a British accent, though, so I have lost that since being in Kentucky. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But you don't have a southern accent at all. No, I yeah. don't. I say y'all every once in a okay. while, and people like to tease me for that, but that's about it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And then um, what did Kelsey like say to you when you, she told you you made the team? What did she say to you about now? what's the next steps, kind of? Um, yeah, so Kelsey kind of pulled me aside um, the next day, and we just kind of talked logistics and um she had told me that she found it so interesting that i had had these four years or three years excuse me of experience here at bates um so i have kind of that knowledge about bates and i can share that with a lot of the newer people but um it's still my first year on the team so i have a unique perspective in that sense so um she was definitely just encouraging me to reach out to all the grade levels and just kind of like bring the first years under my wing <laughs> and um just, yeah, like, ex share my experiences at Bates, but also enjoy my experiences as a first year on the team. Right, right. I was going to ask, actually, um, you mentioned your ice hockey background. Did you play on the club team here at all? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I played all three years, um, and I'll be a captain this year on the team. So, um, yeah, it's been really fun, and it's definitely a more lax um, schedule and practice kind of deal but it's still really really fun i really love those girls as well well that team they haven't lost what you guys haven't lost yeah. for like a couple of years <laughs> Is that right? yeah i don't think i think since my freshman year we have not lost a game yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool because you get to like you know a lot of field hockey players play that yeah. too right so you get to interact with some of the other varsity athletes as well right yeah there's been a lot of crossover with the varsity athletes on different teams there's been a lot of soccer lacrosse and field hockey so it's really fun to see those girls outside of the super competitive d3 sport and we just can have fun with the d um, club hockey team so it's really fun to get together and do that with the girls great well any other thoughts on the rest of the season what you're most looking forward to um, the season has just gone by so fast. I guess there's only four games left now, I think. You know, just make the most of them. Um, it was my last year, <laughs> I guess, so I'm um, just trying to have fun with it and get on the field and do as best as I can when I'm out there and just make the most of it. All right, well, Anastasia left uh, last year and the first year on, yeah. the, <laughs> on the women's soccer team. Thanks so much. Thank you. After falling behind 17 and nothing in the first quarter, the football team kept it close with Williams, pulling it within 10 points on a Christian Sanfilippo touchdown run with 22 seconds left in the second quarter. After a scoreless third quarter, the Eats tallied a pair of touchdowns in the fourth to prevail 31-7. Head coach Malik Hall looks back on the Williams game as the Bobcats prepare to host Wesleyan this Saturday at 1 p.m. on Garcelon Field. Fifth quarter here on the Bates Bobcats with the head coach of the Bobcats, Malik Hall, and Coach, obviously, Williams, you knew they'd be tough. They beat Trinity, who was the defending league champion coming in. What were your impressions, first of all, about what the East brought and what you guys brought? Because after a slow start, you guys were able to stay in it, um, you know, until they pulled away a little bit there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think, um, again, good is the enemy of great. And, unfortunately, uh, we have not beaten good yet. Uh, Williams has a, a great team in terms of uh, chemistry. I think they all play well together. Uh, number seven, who is a very dynamic back, we kept under control until the end of the game. And two, who who has a dynamic arm and dynamic on the ground, um, we kind of kept him at bay. Um, the goal every week is to empty our tank from an effort and attitude standpoint and get the game into the fourth quarter. Uh, this will be the third time that we hit our goal uh, and yet we have yet to pull off a W. 
But in due time, I think the win will come the more we understand what margin of error is in the fourth quarter. And at the same time, I, I, again, if if we're playing the best on the front end, um, what better way to learn how to win a game by losing to the best of the class or the best of the schedule? Uh, if that be true, I think that um, <clears throat> if we do a lot of heavy lifting early and learn from some of the sores of the heavy lifting, um, that we should be able to lift a little more weight, be a little more efficient, a little more dynamic um, as we keep going. But, you know, to put too much credence in that uh, suggests that it's not hard to win every weekend. Um, and it also suggests that we don't respect our opponent after the top four, which is which is not real and is not is not NESCAT reality either. Um, I think we're in one of the best Division three leagues in the country. And um, week in and week out, you got to strap it up and you got to be willing to play four quarters and be able to make some plays in the fourth. Yeah, what you're referencing there is your four opponents have a combined one loss, and that was to one of the other four opponents when uh, Williams beat Trinity. And so the 0-4 record, but the, the four, arguably the four best teams in the league, you touched on it there, though. Have you messaged that to the team that, hey, you've been battle-tested now and you're ready for the, the back half of the schedule? Well, more than dealing with the league in uh -huh. terms of battle-tested, we try to talk to them about, listen, guys, now we're officially 60 days of knowing each other. Yeah. And just the day-to-day -day repetition of just mantra alone, effort and attitude, uh, hard to win, uh, all of that is just messaging messaging and reps messaging and reps repetition being the father of learning we're learning with it counting like we can't say we're practicing in the course of a game that's not real however we unfortunately we are learning in the course of a game because we haven't had the time with our guys that that uh will gap out some of the learning curve uh, i.e. being on the goal line this week against Williams, you know, it was no way I was kicking it. Uh, the one thing that I could have done differently is call a timeout so we wouldn't have the pressure of the clock against us to score. Um, but, again, that's now that I'm learning our team a little more, that would have been beneficial for them, um, for our offense. Um, the second piece to that is, you know, if – if we're learning because we had the heavy lifting up front, then now, if all to be true, we should see a, a, a major jump in our prog in our progression. Um, but you know, progress is a result of something that you've done right. Um, which I'm constantly talking to our guys about the progress that we're looking for is going to be based on a process in which we output. So don't focus on the result as much as focusing on the process because if we get the proce process right, we'll get progress along the way. You touched on that goal line situation. You guys were down by 10. You were kind of on the doorstep there, first and goal. Um, four straight runs, and, and Williams was able to stop them. It's tricky down there, right, especially in your guys' type offense. Tell us a little bit about how the game kind of changes when there's less space like that. You know, the, the field is 53 and a half yards in width. 
And that's the only thing that stays standard when you get to the one. Yeah. It is no longer a hundred and ten or hundred and five yard field anymore. It's it's just fifty three and a half. Um, I think we didn't do a great job using the width of the field, but at the same point, um, I think it was it was important for our offensive line to say, Hey, we're running the ball four straight times and to put that weight on their shoulders. Um and again in a perfect world, we would have drilled those scenarios easy 50 times. Um, in our case, we've only drilled it 15 times. Um, but the lesson for the offensive line, and, and again, we're learning in live games. Um, the lesson is I want our offensive line to want that pressure. I want that if I call a timeout in the next scenario like that, they look me in and I say, Coach, run behind us. Um because that speaks to the will of our players. And once we can create an atmosphere where they want that pressure, then that, that pressure turns into confidence because of all of the preparation and all of the learning and all of the failure that happens along the way before you get to that that breakout moment or that progress moment. Um, but all in all, I think we wanted to punch it in. We punched that in, and we changed our approach a little bit offensively and defensively because of that. Uh, but, you know, hey, the game is played on on the field. And for all of the theory that we talk about after the game or before the game, uh, what happens in the actual game is what you have and what you get. Um, and that's where we were. We were on the one and didn't get it in. And that probably was the definitive moment in that game where the momentum, the, pen, the pendulum swung back to Williams. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to absorb that pendulum swing or momentum swing to maintain and keep it a three-point game. And um, that's, that's, that's why it's hard to win and hard to finish. And our guys have to grow from every moment that we have on the field. Um, our coaching staff has to grow from those moments. And um, and it's and, and it's my belief that our fan base will grow in those moments. And then Liam Spillane had a great game. He blocked a punt. Take us through the block punt. You know, we believe in being aggressive on every front. And um, you know, Liam, look, some guys just have a knack for understanding the game in critical moments. And because we drill it, we drill it, we drill it. Uh, you know, if you remember the first game against Amherst, we got a, 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 a running into a kicker penalty, right. which inherently changed the outcome of that game. Well, we blocked the punt. It changed the momentum swing and that pendulum swing in our in our side of the ball. Um, and whatever, whenever you can get the big mo rolling, I think it gives you some extra juice. It gives the fans some extra juice. Um, unfortunately, we didn't capture the mo long enough. Um, but I think that certainly gave him some added uh, motivation um, on offense and him carrying a ball. Joe Frake back, is that right? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Joe Frake. Listen, <laughs> Joe Frake is our emotional leader, man, and I think offensively and defensively, guys seeing him on the field, it gives our kids a sense of confidence, and it certainly adds to the juice factory. I think, um, you know, he had a – he had a few a few good tackles. You know, he was tested in the air one time, and he didn't come up big with it. But, you know, listen, you're not going to make every play on the football field. And for a kid who's a senior, 
who who wants nothing to be out there with his brothers. You know, I applaud his efforts into just getting back off an of injury reserve on top of uh, playing a new position, by the way. Um, so all in all, I was pleased with his return. I was more than pleased with how our guys received his return. And um, I think he and our, our Bobcat Posse um, are looking forward to him being in the ro- rotation in the lineup as we continue to go. Back to Bates. The game, obviously, was the most important thing on your mind, but you interacted with all the alums, I'm sure. So what was that experience like in your first homecoming? You know, I think more than anything of, of being back to Bates with alums, I, I we want to put on a, a, put a product on Garcelon Field that they can be proud of. But there's there's the ultimate the ultimate gift that we can give them in back to Bates weekend is a win. Unfortunately, we didn't get that win, but I think we gave them a product that they can see that's going to get better, that's going to grow, and that they can see themselves growing with that product. Um, You know, the world likes an underdog, but the world does not like a loser. And so at the end of the day, like the gift that we wanted to give, we couldn't give. Um, But it's our hopes that they walked away knowing that that gift will be unwrapped soon. And that is our hopes that they are here to see it unwrap as we get our first our first W this year. And there's no better way to get the first W than in front of your home crowd. So um, unfortunately, we did not give them the gift of a W, but I think we gave them a vision of the future. All right, so this week in practice, what are going to be some main points of emphasis from the coaching staff to the players heading into the Wesleyan game, another home game this weekend? Yeah, I mean, the, the the goals are still the same. Let's empty the tank and play with great effort and great attitude. Uh, let's get the ball. Let's get the game in the fourth quarter. And um, let's see who can win the game in the fourth quarter. In order for us to do that, we have to work on our situational football a little bit more. Um, so, obviously, we'll go through a goal line and a backed up uh, scenario this week in practice. So, if we are in that situation a, a week from today, Hey, we can say we've added some more detail and some more reps to it. Uh, But in good fashion, it will be a scenario that we weren't able to go through, uh, that we didn't have time to over-rep or rep rep the entirety of it all. And um, and we just got to figure it out on the fly. Uh, But all in all, I think the goals stay the same. The motivation stays the same. I think we just add a little more fuel in our – in our tank because it's it's hard to win, but it's also hard to lose when you have a, a desire to win. And I certainly think our fan base, our team, um, and our campus needs needs a win for morale, needs a win for just to make a statement for the new era, and more than anything for our seniors because they deserve it more than anyone. Lee Hall, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, and once again, it's a great day to be a Bobcat. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap the football team's showdown with the Cardinals and look back at another big road weekend in the NASCAC for the volleyball squad. Plus, the cross-country teams return to action with the nationally ranked women's team traveling to Brunswick and to the pre-nationals meet in Wisconsin. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. (laughs) 